You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive Scottish football content. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the SM Media Scottish Women's Football Show. I'm Scott McPike, it's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. It's an absolute pleasure to welcome this week's special guest. I'm delighted to be joined by from the United, Claire Dockery. Claire, welcome to the show, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks very much, good to be here. It's been looking forward to having you on. How have you been? How's things going? I know bad, it's not been a great 24 hours, but part of that is alright. Well, we'll get into that a wee bit later on. Obviously, can I... Difficult result yesterday against the league leaders Livingston, but I'm sure we'll touch on that later on. But when it comes to the season so far, I want to obviously get your thoughts on how, how the season's went. Eight points from nine games in the championship. Pretty competitive league as we knew it was going to be with obviously the two the two leagues kind of merging. How's it been? How you how you enjoyed the new league and how's the, the kind of start been for your perspective? Well, you can notice the difference. That's the big thing. You never get an easy game, whereas last season there was teams that you would go and you knew you were getting the three points. This season, every game is four three points. Mm-hmm. So uh, you've noticed the difference in competitiveness. Obviously, the travels changes as well. We're away up to Inverness, we're going to Dundee. This weekend, we're actually going to Aberdeen in the Cup. So we went from playing quite locally and regionally to now we're having to travel, which isn't a bad thing. It's just that we're not used to it. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously like a a good unit at United that's been, that's been there a couple of years, obviously going to playing at Cumnock as well. What's it been like at the the kind of club stance in women's football over the past few years? Because obviously, as a local person, look from the outside looking in, it looks as if they're just progressing more and more kind of as time goes on. And obviously you're you're heavily involved in that. What's it kind of been like from the club's perspective? Yeah, so obviously in the, they've been actually running for 15 years, the academy, but in the last few years, whilst the women's game's taken off, the, the academy have started to kind of get on board with that. I've only been in my role for just over a year mm-hmm. at the club. And at the same time, the new chairman came into place, so Davy Smith. And I had a meeting with him and I went with what he'll call a list of demands, but I think it was quite fair request. And he's met every single one of them. So it, it's ju- it was just a case of having that conversation. Can the club support us? And here's what we can do for the club. And really, it wasn't a question. It was straight away on board. He's then, Graham Matthews came into the picture in January this year. Mm-hmm. And he's bought into the idea straight away. And he's come up with the hashtag, we are united. And he's he's including the ladies in that, the community, the fans. He, they're very much, we are a family club and we're here to support everybody. So they've been right behind the women's section. Not just the ladies team, the whole academy are mm-hmm. getting involved in it. We're getting invited to open days. We're featuring in certain things at the the club historically wouldn't have had us involved with. So everybody can see the direction it's going and the change that it's, that's happening within the area and within the club. And we're becoming much more attractive to other people mm-hmm. who maybe would have travelled further to go to other clubs. Um, the reputation's getting a lot better. Not that it was a bad reputation, yeah. it just wasn't a great reputation in terms of standards and, and what the club can offer. So everything's going in the direction that we wanted to go. And we've still got targets we want to meet we're giving ourselves like two years for certain things or five years for, for other things, but we've been getting so much support recently. It's, it's unbelievable. So really we've not had to do much, just 
have the conversations and put our proposals forward and most of them are getting met. Mm-hmm. It's a really young squad as well. How much are you? It's obviously you've been there. You've been there just a year in the kind of job you're in. But how how good to be to see kind of that progression as you say, well, academy players coming into the first team and things like that. How how good to be to see that over the course of this year? Well, I've been with the club five years. I've only yeah. been in my first as the head of academy, so it's great to see the younger players because they're the kind of players that you stay look up to your come to your games and and it kind of shows that that is the ultimate goal for us and. We're not a kind of club that would recruit externally. We will look at the academy players first. And the talent in our academy is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The under 12s, 14s, 16s, 18s upwards, honestly, the some of the talent is amazing. And it's it's exciting to see. Um, so obviously, that's just another tick of the box that we're saying, right, we're doing that right. And and again, everybody's on board with it. And mm-hmm. get good lines of communication through the academy for coaches to say, right, because... Ultimately, the the legacy of the other coaches is to project, produce players for the first team. So, the fact that's happening, it's it's shown like we're succeeding. Yeah, absolutely. Craig Paul's obviously went in as new manager as well. How's it been under him so far? It's brilliant. It's, a, it's so refreshing. He's came from the men's side, obviously, so he's got different sort of ways of doing things. But everybody's buying into it, and his his psychological part of it is really interesting. It's it's all about attitudes and. Way people speak to each other, he's very competitive minded, which is great. Um, won't settle for second best, and a defeat it really is hard. Like he he feels it just as much as the players, if not worse. Um, so it's been really it has been refreshing. Uh, the whole atmosphere in the, the place, even the, the club, are happy to have him on board. Mm-hmm. It's not just the players; it's the the development team, the eighteens team. Everybody's happy to have somebody like him, the calibre of coaching manager that he is mm-hmm. um, in charge. Yeah, absolutely. And what about yourself, obviously, back playing? How much are you enjoying it and how much? How good has it been this season? Um, it's been tough this season. I'm not going to lie, my body's feeling it, but mm-hmm. uh, it is, it's, it's great. I've played high level before and it was a case that every game was a tough game. Mm-hmm. I've not actually experienced that for quite a few years by being here. Um, no, that that's a bad thing. I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it, but it did get to a point where you knew you were bringing in players that we could go somewhere. We could really progress. We reached the semi final last season, so it gave you a wee taster for that success. Mm-hmm. So this season, I like the toughness. I like the competitive feeling. Uh, I, I like the feeling in a Monday morning when your body's aching and you're struggling to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. But then you you recharge and go again, and you you know you're looking forward to that next Sunday to see if you mm-hmm. can get the win. So it's a really good feeling. Yeah, absolutely. But we'll obviously get we'll we'll touch a bit in Ayers kind of games coming up later on, and obviously we'll touch on your game on Sunday. But we'll move into what's kind of the games over the weekend. There's been a lot of action across the four kind of leagues. We obviously had some cup action in SWPL Cup. We'll start with Kilmarnock now Hibs A, a big one for Hibs, a massive kind of gets them into the semi final. Difficult day for Kelly, but the the Premier Division team obviously get the better on the day. Really good performance from Hibs, from a Kelly perspective, not a great day at the office. No, but it does show the kind of difference in the levels between the Premier League and the mm. Prem 2 division. It, it is a big step. Kelly have done brilliant, but it will have been tough for them. They'll have went there in their minds. They'll have think, been thinking, we could actually get something from this game. If we work hard and do what we're doing, and then Hibs have just run over the top of them. It's just unfortunate. I've been there as a player. And you go out against the bigger teams and you think, do you know what, I could actually get something for this game and then it doesn't happen for you. So I'm sure they'll be fine today, sleeping on it. They'll be, I've reflected and realised that they kind of knew it was going to happen. But 
won't be great. <laughs> won't be a great feeling. And see for Habs as well, obviously a difficult league campaign so far. How big a boost will that be to their confidence getting eight goals on the board and Nor and Livingston getting a double as well? It'll do them the world they're good getting a result like that and hopefully they can keep that going in the league. Of course, any team that gets an 8-0 win is going to get a wee confidence boost. Um, they probably went into that game thinking they'll get the result, maybe not thinking they'll get that much of a result, but uh, definitely for pushing on, but what it's doing is it's, they're going to be against a harder team next time, so it'll make it interesting because there was a lot of big results at the weekend, so it will make it interesting if they're facing a team that also had a big result who's going to come out on top of that. It's, it's all about mentality at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And Spartans, obviously, the result of the weekend, they beat Celtic on penalties after a 1-1 draw in normal time. Massive result for Spartans as a club, obviously. N- never easy going to Celtic Rangers or Glasgow City, but to go there and then get the result and get through to the semi-final, what a, what a day for the club. Absolutely. If you asked me before the game, would I have suspected that Spartans would have won? No, never. <laughs> but... It just shows you, again, what happens in the day. They'll went there mentally prepared, physically prepared. They'll have talked about it in training. Their whole focus would have been in that game. Um, and then for it to go to penalties, they were probably shocked. But the way the penalties have gone, it's really unfortunate for Celtic, but then brilliant for Spartans. And they probably deserved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely deserved it as well. Massive result, massive chance to go in the semi-final and book a place in a cup final bit. Glasgow City, they made kind of easy work of Glasgow women, a 9-0 victory. Were you surprised at that? Clark with a hat-trick, Davidson and Gibb with a double. Routine, fairly routine for Glasgow City as they book their place in the last four. It is. And I feel I feel sorry for Glasgow women. They've got the new manager in Andy this season and obviously he's up against it, uh, kind of thrown in at the deep end. But actually the conversation with him last week and he's relatively optimistic about going ahead. I asked him, is he going to try and just get into the league below and then fight to get back up and rebuild and regroup. And he said no, he wants to he wants to stay on top and keep keep his team where they are. Obviously, the results are horrible for him. He's he's faced a few big defeats, but mm-hmm. you it's not no surprising result. No, no really. Mm-hmm. Again, they probably went there thinking right, we'll do our job. We've been working hard towards this, so it's still a tough one to take for the team and the players and the management. But it's not a, a shock really. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously Glasgow City continue to do it. I mean, the, the record they've got in, in competition last is unbelievable. I know. It's it's always been the case for the last maybe 10 years um, when I was at Kelly back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that since then, they really took off. And obviously, <coughs> they're a community club, but they're, they're the biggest club in Scotland. And they were the first ones to really see the success going into the Champions League and, and getting in quite big money. So it's it's going to take a lot to knock them down and for other teams like Glasgow women they're a few years behind a lot of the teams are even Kelly as much as Kelly's been going a long time mm-hmm. they're actually years behind Glasgow City who have had the backing for a long long time mm-hmm. from above as well from SFA and SWF so yeah absolutely uh, we're absolutely. yeah and Rangers obviously made it they they booked a, their place in the semi-final a 5-0-1 over Motherwell Kirsty Howitt in terrific form, a double as well. She has been really good for Rangers so far this season. Ah, she's a great player. Um, been to see a couple of the games actually, and and they just look comfortable. They're a really good, well organised team. They're a really comfortable team, and a, no a surprising result again. The only the only result you wouldn't predict is Spartans, but mm-hmm. um, you would have predicted Rangers against Motherwell. Maybe again, no a five 0 result, but the players came out and they perform and. 
And like Kirsty, she's she's phenomenal. There's no stopping her really. Players like that are really shining the now, so it's no no a shock. And can I give you can I ask you a wee prediction who you think will win the cup? Let's we'll, we'll hold you to this until the the cup final. But who do you think will win it? Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Rangers. I'm going to say Rangers. Um, potentially Glasgow City, just because it like what I talked about. But Rangers are are known to be quite good in cups and. And to be quite good in the competitions that they'll push other teams out, bully other teams out. So that's my prediction. I think it'll be hard to I think it'll be hard to see past Rangers or Glasgow City. That could be the, the final if they both avoid each other on the draw for the, the semis. I don't actually I think the draw is maybe tomorrow. But uh-huh. SWPL two, Montrose, a very interesting week for Montrose. I don't know if you've heard about this, you're aware of the situation Montrose have had this week. Yeah, London. Yeah. Yes. And it's a tough one because obviously last week we spoke a bit about it that I don't I didn't know until this week that you can actually name a trialist. I well, know. I know that's new to me as well. Whenever you see a team sheet or you see even the social media posts, it's down as a trialist. So there was quite a lot of social media hype around about that, and um, it was a surprise even to see her name to begin with. Never mind the fact that it was illegal. <laughs> yeah, and obviously. I think she played again this week as well and it was the same thing. I just don't know how it works and if anybody at Montrose or MD at the SWPL can inform us, I would quite like to know myself. But again, they obviously lost their three points. They'd go with the victory over Boromir. Boromir picked up the three points. But Montrose got them back. A 2-0 win over St. Johnson. That will be big for them because obviously a difficult week like that, it can do anything for your morale and confidence. And St. Johnson obviously are title challengers, really good side. Amy Ridgeway with a double from Montrose. Just to get those three points back after the week they've had, they'll be very happy that can I get into this Monday morning. Yeah, I think that obviously it's going to be a wee bit of a knock for them, losing the three points, but they'll have a, a point to prove. They all went out thinking, right, well, we're just going to show everybody. And then London did get the opportunity to play. Uh, so she's a massive signing for them anyway. So mm-hmm. well, she's not signed. She can't sign till January, but it's a she's contract. a massive player. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, so... Uh, so I, they went there probably wanting to prove a point, and and I think they deserved it to be honest. Wait, see when you kind of look at that league, you look at like Sagat, Cairn, Montrose, Boroughmuir, St Johnson, Coman. There's a lot of really good teams in that. How impressed are you with the standard in that league? Um, I'm impressed. I it's there's a fine margin I'd say between some of the teams there and some of the championship teams, mm-hmm. but there's a there's a large margin between the that league and the league above. So. Um, it's all about building into it. It's, like Gart Cairn are relatively new. They were in our league last season. And to be honest, I was actually quite surprised at some of the results mm-hmm. that I've seen, how well they're doing. But it just shows you that there is fine margins between the two sets of leagues and the teams. And there's times that we've beaten some of the teams above us. Um, and like we went out in a pre-season friendly against Queen's Park and we dominated most of that game. Obviously, it's their pre-season as well, but we were really surprised. And then changes had to happen and when ultimately lost the game but it was, it was really interesting to see the standard and to see the difference in the standard. Yeah absolutely it's a really good league as well and it's a big one for Montrose obviously the only game that took place over the weekend in that league but we'll, we'll move on to Ayers League the SWF Championship obviously you hosted Livingston at the weekend a 4-1 defeat Erin Burns with a double for Livingston puts them three points clear at the top of the table Livingston have been quite impressive this season what were they how did you find them against them yesterday? So, obviously, I'm going to speak bias here. Um, 
the the result doesn't reflect the game. Right. Um, they'll argue that they'll they'll say it does. We had a a goal disallowed and we had a missed penalty that could have put us to three two. So there was large spells that we we'd done really well. Um, I when you say dominated, I I think it was pretty evenly matched. They had their opportunities, we had their opportunities, and ultimately in the end they get two set pieces that they took really well from distance, and then a goal from distance, and it was on quite a short space of time. Um, I think after the goal got disallowed. And then I met a penalty miss shortly after our heads went down quite a bit. And we felt like we were maybe chasing the game. Uh, and I think their spirits got lifted, especially when the penalty got missed. So um, I, we had quite a few fans there yesterday, including the head of the Boys Academy for us. And he says right. that the result never reflected the game. Maybe they deserve to win it, but I think 4-1 made, makes it sound like a thrashing. And really, we, we did play really well yesterday. And do you take a lot of confidence for that performance? We do, I it's just it's frustrates you. You, you came like I was in a bad mood all night last night. Um you're reflecting in certain parts and you're going, if we'd just done this, if we'd just done that, it's, it's marginal. Um take your chances. They've taken their chances and it's made the difference. But they are a really good side, they're a strong physical side and they're well organised and they've got players who know know their roles and know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um so I'd say they've got quite a bit of experience in their team. So they will do well this season. They already are doing well. They're a good team, hard to play against, but we did match them for long periods of time in the game. Mm-hmm. And obviously with air, air so far this season, one player I want to touch on is Rachel Scott. She's been tremendous. We can I think she's if she's not the top goal scorer of the league, she's very close to it. How big an impact has she had in the team? Yeah, she's she is the top goal scorer. That's her get nine now. Yesterday she would have went on to ten, mm-hmm. which would have matched the the men's team top goal scorer as well. But yeah. uh, the goal get disallowed. Um, she's been brilliant. She really is. She she played in the ladies team before and then went back down to the development team. Just just to develop her as a player, can I get a bit of maturity about her? We thought, felt she was ready. Brought her back up this season, and and she's shown. She's absolutely shown. She just knows how to find the wee pocket. She knows how to turn players. She's a really strong, physical player uh, for her young age. She's, she's she's really good. She's an absolute asset to us. Brilliant. A team that had a, a really impressive result was Hutchie Vale with seven two one at home to Morton. Angle Learmonts before and McFadden with a double as well. It's a big result for Hutchie Vale. Takes them to fourth in the table. Big performance and especially for Angle to get four goals. I know. Um, when I seen that, I'm not going to lie, I was a wee bit shocked. Uh, obviously, we've played Hutchieville twice recently, got a win and a, a draw. So um, it was a big surprise. <laughs> the Angel's a really good player. She, she's got some shot for distance, so I can imagine that some of her shots will just hit and, and she's got the, the result from it. But um, Morton are a really good side. We've not actually faced them since the start of the season. Mm-hmm. But when we're watching the highlights, we kind of are picking up wee things that we can use against them. Um, we were supposed to face them the week we went back up to play Hutchieville in the Cup, so uh, we missed it and that. We'll need to replay it midweek, but I, I would have felt that the game was maybe, should have been a bit more matched, maybe even a draw game. Uh, seven to a defeat is is massive for Morton and massive for Hutchieville as well. A bit surprising, I, to be honest. Absolutely. It takes Hutchieville to 12 points from nine games and Morton stay on eight points from nine games, obviously level with air. Ross Vale, they moved second with a 1-0 victory over driver Mel Porter with a goal. What have you thought of Ross Vale so far? Ross Vale are a, again, they're a well-organised team. I think their defence is really strong because if you look at the results, they don't tend to concede much. They actually don't score that many either. Uh, they're just a really well-organised team. They remind me a bit of our growth, the men's team. 
they, they're mm-hmm. getting really solid defence and they don't concede that many goals. So that's probably in their favour. Uh, they don't score many, so there is times that they could probably teams can overcome that and and beat them obviously. But they're a really good side, and it was the same last season. They battled at the top, and it was between them and Gat Cairn to go up. So I think it came down to the last game or two games of the season between the two, and and the teams not changed much. They've got a few new signings, but there's really no change much. They're, they're just the same roster for last season. So it'll be an interesting um, end to the season to see where they end up. Absolutely. Obviously, Drybridge as well. I want to get your thoughts on them. They've, they're the only team team in the league not to win a game, but they've had four draws and five defeats. Maybe kind of unlucky maybe to be sitting bottom of the league, is that fair to say? They've certainly been been in amongst games. Again, a tight defeat there on Sunday. They're, they're always hard to beat, I would say. They are. They're a tough team. We faced them in the semi-final last season. Uh, they beat us 1-0. Again, marginal game could have went either way. But I, I don't know, I feel a wee bit sorry for them because they're a really well-organised team as well. They've got some really good players. But then again, they have got their faults. Um, kinda, I couldn't I actually put my finger on it. But there is things that we know how to overcome them. And it sometimes feels like you're attacking them rather than them attacking us. So they're, they're just defending you the whole game and allowing you to come and attack them. But I don't know, I feel a wee bit sorry for them because they're, they're a good team and... They should get a result at some point. It must be frustrating for them. Really good management as well. Good coaching staff. So it will come for them, I'm sure, but hopefully not against us. <laughs> the final game was uh, Renfrew now, Inverness now. Two sides probably, by all reports, just reading through kind of social media, that it was a, a very even game. What's your thoughts on both those teams? Are you, are you been surprised at the kind of start Renfrew have had? And obviously with Inverness, they've... They've been kind of stop start. They've not really had a consistent run. Which been kind of your thoughts on those two? I uh, so I was a wee bit surprised at some of their entries results really because we beat them quite a few times last season. Um, then they came and beat us this season, but they've basically got the same squad. Mm. So I think maybe just the, the fact they've had time to bond as a team and probably just know each other. They work well as a team. Um, Inverness, we faced them and drew three each after being up three one. Mm-hmm. That killed me, that game. Absolutely killed me because they absolutely went for it. And I think that's the difference with, with Inverness. They they went for it. And in the last 15, 20 minutes of the game, they just ran over the top is going for late goals. So they're that kind of team. They, they battle hard. And so are Renfrew, I suppose. They battle hard. It's a surprise that it's 0-0. I'm, I'm surprised there's no goals. Not surprised that it's a draw, though. Because eh, I can imagine they're quite evenly matched. But... I suppose it goes in our favour that none of them are taking leaps to get three points. And have you been impressed with the standards of this league so far? I mean, you look at the likes of kind of Livingston, Rossville, Rossville and Inver- uh, Renfrew, there, there are a few points clear of fourth, for example, in the kind of same amount of games. But as you say, all it takes is maybe two or three wins in a row and you could be right up there. It's how impressed you've been with the kind of standard and the kind of how. With an 18 league, the one thing that always stands out to me is there's a lot of goals in it, there's a lot of tight games. It seems to be a competitive league. That's the thing. Literally, a result a weekend can change the whole dynamic of the, the league. We've looked at it weekly, and somebody who was sitting top was maybe sitting fourth. There was a time that we could have won a game and went up second. Things like that is really tight. Uh, it still can go that way. We're, we're only just at the early days. Still mm-hmm. get lots of points to play for. So, driver sitting bottom, but they go on a run of games and they could be sitting second or third. 
in the next few weeks, uh, same way as we could be up there battling second and third. Uh, I think there's a, a big gap between us and Livingston, so Livingston would have to drop points quite a few times and us to win points to get up there, but it still could happen. That That's exactly what could happen. Teams lose players, teams get injuries. You go on a run, you get a wee confidence boost, so it is. It's really tight. It's been interesting so far. The amount of times that our group chat's buzzing on a Sunday going, oh my God, look at this result, because you're just so surprised. Yeah. Like a team can get beat 1-0 off a team one week and then the next week couldn't beat a team above them 5-0. It's, it's really hard to predict. You couldn't predict that. Yeah. And we'll move into SWF League One again. We'll we'll start with FC Edinburgh, another six now one over Grampian. Continue their unbeaten run. How impressive have they been so far? They're, they're good. They were in our league last season as well. Uh, we played them in a pre-season friendly this season and it looks like they've they've lost a few players, but they've not actually lost that many. Mm-hmm. And the unfortunate thing for them is the only reason they never came up was because they didn't meet the criteria. So yeah. it was nothing to do with the standard of the players or, or the way the team was ran. It was it was a criteria. So that they are a really good football inside and I'm not surprised at all that they're sitting top of that league because they've gelled together as a team for quite a few seasons now. They're facing West Dyke actually and they're just sitting below them. So mm-hmm. it's a team we've never faced before. But if they're only sitting below FC Edinburgh, then it could be interesting. Yeah, and West Dyke obviously they had to they had to work hard for it on Sunday, a three two one over Edinburgh Caledonia, but they had to they had to dig down deep, they had to get the they've they've continued their unbeaten run, but it was it was hard by all reports. Uh-huh. Again, FC Cali were in our league last season, so another physical team. We know what they play like, so if Westlake are getting results off of them, it's kind of not worrying. Not when they say it's worrying at all, um, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that that's that's the kind of. I don't know if FC, um, sorry, Edinburgh Cali have lost any players or how they're playing. We've not seen them this season at all, so um, I, I couldn't really comment to be honest on how it should have went or a prediction to the game but yeah. it gives us a wee, a wee um, insight into Westlake mm-hmm. and Stenhouse Muir they went to joint with Falkirk who obviously drew with Airdrie ladies Stenhouse Muir Helen Temple a double Stenhouse Muir probably similar team that maybe just haven't been able to get a run going but they're more than capable of getting there and going to St Marin who had a really good result last week that's a big result for Stenhouse Muir yeah so Dibsy Helen Templeton Dibsy's a fantastic player used to play alongside her she's absolutely brilliant and what an asset she is to that team and I've seen that she'd scored two yesterday and I really think she will help that team kick on in the league uh, I won't be surprised if they, they get a bit of success she's a goal scorer she's a playmaker she's experienced so she's good at getting her team organised things like that so she'll be a real asset and might make a difference to, to where that team are going yeah. we never get a chance to face Stenhouse Muir we did. We played them once last season. Don't actually remember the result, but I know we beat them. <laughs> um, and then another time the game was called off. But we played St Mirren and they weren't up to much. But I think they've actually made quite a few signings this season. Yeah. So so um, they're they're obviously improving. Um, but I, I do think Stenhouse Muro kick on in the league with Dibsy signing for them. Yeah, absolutely. They look a really impressive side. Samantha mm-hmm. McManus got a hat trick for BSC Glasgow, a 3 0 win away to Glenifer, which means BSC moved to seven points from seven games. So, Sam McManus, she scored a lot of goals this season. She looks a really, really good asset for BSC. Another player I've played alongside. She's fantastic. Sam could play at the league above her or even the league above that. I think she's quite comfortable just playing and getting game time and <clears throat> quite recreational. 
but she she's got she has a fantastic experienced well organized player again goal scorer she can shoot anywhere and score so um <laughs> that league is an interesting league as well now that I really think about it uh, some of the players in the team that you wouldn't expect to play for for a, the lower league mm-hmm. uh, they could kick on and, and go higher but it'll be an interesting season for all of them I think yeah uh, other result as well Gaffnock 2 to D West 1 Gaffnock probably slipped under the radar actually they've got three wins for three wins for eight games five defeats big three points obviously takes them up, takes them kind of into fifth, fifth bottom in the league they're, they're doing they're doing okay they probably would be looking for better but they're doing okay so far uh, they're just kind of plodding along. We, we've faced Giffnock as well and their development team have faced Giffnock. They're, they're a strong physical team, but they're actually, their problem is they concede too many. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds daft because that's what you're not supposed to do, but they do concede silly goals and that's probably just something they need to tighten up and getting their defence working together and somebody just taking command of the back line. Because uh, they have got good players. They have actually got a really good group of girls, but um, making silly mistakes all the time. Doesn't help them. No, definitely not. But it, I mean, when you kind of look at the 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 way the kind of leagues are going and things like that, and how competitive they are, how good is that to see after a kind of the, the past few years since you've been in women's football? How good is it to see the progression that league, the leagues are doing? Oh, it's unbelievable. When when I was younger, there was only one league. There wasn't even a league below. That was just the way it was. Um, when I was at Kelly, that was when Celtic first formed a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just shows you how how much pace it's taken in that short space of time obviously it's not that short space of time but really in the grand scheme it is because for all these years women's football's not really been a thing and now it's massive it's on tv we're getting deals with sky sports and mm-hmm. p- people are getting paid to play in this country it's it's amazing mm-hmm. i think i'm just gutted that i'm a wee bit too old for that now <laughs> <laughs> and i wonder if i was born a wee bit later with her had the opportunities but it's great because i've got two daughters that are going to grow up and if they want to play my, my oldest is really interested in football so that's a, a career path for her potentially if that's what yeah, she chooses definitely. it's amazing brilliant speaking of year obviously coming up you mentioned there about the cup game at the weekend and what's the kind of ambitions for the cup obviously with, with any team it's to go far as possible but it's a really really competitive cup how do you see that cup going um we're going to take each game as it comes we never like to say well, we're going to win this, we're going to win that, because you, you just don't know how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, take West Dyke on Sunday, and we'll see, see where that takes us. We've never faced them before. It was the same with Drybra last season. We had never faced them before, and then ultimately on the day, they, they took the results. So we'll prepare for it this week. We'll train this week, and we'll talk about it. We'll organise the team. We've got a bus taking us on Sunday, so we're going to get a bit of rest on the way up. Um, nobody's having to drive or anything like that. So we're going to be prepared and we're going to do what the manager tells us, and hopefully we can get the result. <laughs> That's all we can do, and then it's straight into the quarters, eh, semi, sorry. So um, then, you, again, you take it for there. Yeah, definitely. You don't, you, don't, you don't jump ahead of yourself. No, you definitely don't. And obviously with the league as well, like, what's the kind of ambitions for that? Is it just to, kind of, as you say, take one game at a time and try and just get as far up the league as possible? I, so, so far, we're actually really frustrated. Um some of the results we know we could have done better we know it it's just who's shown up in the day and some of the the decisions and a player's decisions and obviously referees decisions like yesterday uh, we feel a wee bit hard done by but it's I'm saying that it's me I feel hard done by because I know we're better than that 
we're sitting, if you look at the league, you think of Air and Mediocre, actually, we're no, we're a really, really good team. We've got so many good individual players. We work well as a team. We're well organised. We've got a great management uh, team coaches and and we're just <laughs> not getting the results that we need and we want. So um, ambitions are just to keep going, improving and, and learning from the mistakes that we're making and see what we can come up with at the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. But we're wishing you all the best for the season ahead, Claire. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on. Thank you very much. No worries. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much to everyone that's tuned in. Please follow our social media channels for consistent women's football coverage and Scottish football and as well our podcast and YouTube channels to stay up to date with this show, which will be going out every week from now on. Thanks very much to everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Mm-hmm.